Join the crew all season long on WMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings. Now live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios in downtown Milwaukee at the Avenue. Here is your host, Dominic Catronio. All right, baseball is fun again, y'all. This is how you start off a 10-game road trip. Brewers dominating victory 7-1 over the Cleveland Guardians. They never trailed in this one. They beat up Shane Bieber. They got another great start from Wade Miley. Willie Adamas went off. They batted around in the six. I mean, it was a fun, fun day to be a baseball fan. And honestly, like, just respect from what's going on at Cincinnati. They won their 12th game in a row tonight. This is starting to look like, you know, I hope, you know, obviously not for stress levels, of course, but I hope what's going to happen here is we see great baseball being traded amongst each other between the Reds and the Brewers as they try to separate themselves from the rest of the Central and try to put the rest of the division on their backs, if you will, as this is going to be a fun end to the first half. I'm Dom Catronio, 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. If you want to join in on the program, we're with Jeff Cirillo once again here. Jeff, sometimes you just need a complete win like this against a solid pitcher like Jeff or like uh, Shane Bieber. And Jeff, I, I just look at not just the fact that it was against Shane, but that Willie Adamas was the guy leading the charge, the captain of the clubhouse, getting it done, getting off the schneid and having his biggest game of the year. Man, what a what a game that he needed, and especially start a ten game road trip like that. You know, kind of a, a, a game of aces, right? I mean, Wade Miley just watching him pitch tonight was just really impressive. And, and Shane Bieber, he might not be the Shane Bieber of old, but he was still competitive. And they were matching zeros uh, basically for six innings into that sixth inning, it was one nothing. And uh, but Willie Adamas, big night tonight, just sitting on that breaking ball, really put the game out of reach, and, and uh, three runs. With Miley at that point, I mean, he was just, I mean, I think if, if he didn't get a cramp, I think that one run might have been enough tonight. I mean, it might have been a Maddox-type start, you know, complete game shutout, less than 100 pitches. He was only at 67 pitches through six innings. We'll talk more about Wade in the second segment, but the Brewers got the scoring going early in this one. A Willie Adamas uh, RBI single in the first inning to get the scoring going. William Contreras had himself a great night, too, in a supporting role, scoring twice, a couple of hits for him. And for the Brewers, and yes, Shane Bieber did strike out eight guys tonight, but for the Brewers to punch him in the nose immediately and be the team that scored first tonight, because they've been playing from behind the last few days against the Diamondbacks, uh, and even a little bit uh, over the weekend, too, to be the ones... All right, we're facing a tough guy in Shane Bieber. We've got one of our best arms on the mound today with Wade Miley. I thought that sent a message to get things going off the right foot on this big 10-game road trip. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was like a two-out knock there for Adamas, who's, you know, right hovering around that, that 200 line. And it's, it's hard for a major league hitter, right, because you see the numbers. You see the average on every every score, but there's probably four or five times you could probably see it. But um, tonight it's just a Wade Miley. I just, I mean, he looked like a guy that just was in, in complete control, velocity up to 94. I don't know about you, but when he takes him out, and all Brewers fans, when you're watching him pitch, you think that you have a number one on the mound right now. He's pitching like a number one again. He got the uh, the good mojo back being in Cleveland. Of course, last to me pitched there 
was the no-hitter when he was with the Reds. But for Willie today, yeah, he struck out against a slider in the fourth against uh, Shane Bieber, but then he didn't swing at another pitch outside of the zone the rest of the game. He hits the huge three-run homer off of Bieber on a hanging slider, mind you. He was able to recognize the spin and drive it. And then he adds uh, another double later on in the seventh. He adds a homer there in the ninth. For Willie, it's always come down to the fact he can hit pitches in the zone. When he's chasing, when he's swinging wildly and he's behind 0-2 and it seems like he steps in the box, that's when it feels like, oh my gosh, what, what's this guy doing? He, he's, he's better than this. And let me see nights like tonight where he controls the zone, he swings at strikes, he punishes strikes, and he uses the entire field, which I think is the biggest key for Willie Adams to have success. Well, it's no doubt. I mean, in the first month of the season, you're watching this guy, and he was leading the, leading the team in, in walks and, and taking his walks, and then he's sitting 280, and he looked like he was on his way to, like, another all-star caliber type season. And then all of a sudden, you know, sometimes you start getting pissed in a little bit, and you start to panic, and you start expanding your zone. So when Willie Adams, you know, swings at strikes, and, and, you know, look, sometimes strikeouts are going to happen, especially with the philosophy they're seeing today, that if he can just somehow find a way to, to, to kind of spit on those breaking balls, Away and you know changes the scouting report on him a little bit. You know, like you said, when he hits in, when he hits inside the strike zone, he's got power at all fields and he's a very dangerous player. When the Brewers went off to that 15 and six start in their first 21 games, Willie was hitting 278 with a 376 on base percentage. He wasn't necessarily hitting a million homers. He had four homers. He had a few doubles. He was walking a lot, as you said. But since that 15 and six start. Willie coming in tonight was just hitting 166 for his last 43 games. And here's the guy that is going to run the offense. And, yes, there was the concussion and the scary foul ball in there. But tonight was the first homer he had since that first at-bat back from the injured list. And not only did he hit one, he hit two of them. And he's quietly, very quietly, starting to have a good week put together here since that Pittsburgh series. He had a hit in that series. He had He had four hits in the last week. And he's not striking out as much. I think when you see Willie getting right, he's not striking out. He's putting bats a ball. He's starting to be a little more patient. He even said as such after the game with Sophia Minnert, talking about the fact that when I swing at strikes, I can barrel it and I can do more damage with it. And you can relate to this, Jeff. I mean, it sounds so simple in practice, but <laughs> when you step in the box and, like you said, you're seeing velo, you're seeing slider, you're seeing nasty stuff. I just remind folks, yeah, we can say what we want to say in an interview. Oh, I just got to see the right pitches and hit it. It's not that easy in execution. It's not, right? And then, and then I mean, it's hard enough to hit three strikes in the major leagues and put, a, put back the ball in a spot where no one can catch the ball. But when you start expanding the zone and, and, and hitting outside the strike zone, it makes it really, really hard. And look, I mean... Uh, you know, I mean, these, these all these teams, they've got advanced scouting going on. They've got a book. You know, when the Brewers meet the Indians, you know, they're going over the scouting reports, going over pictures and how they're going to pitch guys. And right now, you know, when the book before was just, you know, just get ahead and just kind of expand with, with, with Willie. So but tonight was a, a big step for him, and hopefully he can carry that. Four for five tonight, two homers, a double, five runs driven in, a season high there for him. Rowdy had a double. Contreras reached base three times with a double as well. Yelich had an RBI single. The top four in the order did their job tonight, and that is a huge step in the right direction for them. And we've talked plenty about the offensive woes at the top of the order. They even slid Winker down to the five spot today and then quickly pinch in for him when the lefty came in and Owen Miller finished the game in the DH spot. 
I think today kind of tells you what the Brewers are thinking. They're they're toying with the lineup a little bit. Contreras batting in the two-hole now. And they got some production. And see how long it lasts. You're seeing a righty tomorrow in Bayabee. But if this lineup hits like it's intended to, so you're not going to get a four-hit night every night. But this looks like the April offense, if you can get this a little bit more often. All right, let's just keep those righties coming at them, right? Uh, look, I mean, the Brewers are getting a little bit healthy. Right? Miley's, Miley's clearly over, over his injury and pitching. I mean, right, he's turned back the clock here a little bit, and, and he's he just kind of keeps the wheel going, right? And just one starter after another, and well, to the marvel. Then you get pushed back at the end of the zone, at the end of the game there, and he's up to 96 again. His velocity was a little bit down before he got hurt with the rotator, but, you know, adding another piece, you know, giving that giving that bolt and a, a shot in the arm, you know, just it's a good time for the Brewers to get healthy because the Reds aren't going to stop. Looking at the text line, 855-616-1620. We're going to talk more about Wade Miley coming up in the next segment. A nice, complete road win tonight. Solid performances all around. Highlighted by Miley and Adamas. This is from Josh in Milwaukee. We'll answer this question throughout the program. How can Brian Anderson win a gold glove when he's a star at two defensive positions? He took a step back in right field uh, when it comes to that. Remember the series he had in Minnesota? The metrics don't love him in right field as much as they love him at third. But uh, there is a utility gold glove now, by the way. So there's certainly uh, an opportunity maybe to play multiple positions and be heralded for your defense. I want to remind you that Brewers Extra Innings is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank. With the local Milwaukee team, Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank, National Association, member FDIC. More with Jeff and talking about the pitching after this on WTMJ. Welcome back. I'm Dom Catronio with Jeff Cirillo here on Brewers Extra Innings. We're going to the top of the hour tonight, 855-616-1620, I just want to give Wade Miley all the kudos, all the roses, all the credit in the world right now because this dude, man, it's something to continue to be a competitor and deal with injuries and be a big league pitcher. The the toll on a big league pitcher, starting pitcher's body, is something that's just so underappreciated these days. You look at Wade Miley's numbers this year, they're inflated by the seven earned runs that he allowed pitching into the sixth against the Dodgers when they were really being the Dodgers. But even if you make that, you know, just a, a four earned run day, right, he would only have allowed 13 earned runs in 52 in two-thirds innings. I'm going to do some quick math here. So that's the 117 total, 117, carry the one, divide that by 56. And what you're looking at is a guy with a 2.22 ERA, even if he just allows four runs in that game that he allowed seven against the Dodgers. This dude's been awesome, and quite frankly, I know Devin Williams is probably going to be the Brewers' all-star. Wade Miley, I mean, if it wasn't the ace world, ace-thinking, strikeouts or everything-thinking, Wade Miley's quietly putting together an all-star caliber season. Well, right, just pounding the zone. You know, even with two strikes, he's still still just pounding the zone and, and looking at put the ball in play. You know, I was listening to Vinny Rotino tonight, and then I can just adhere to what he was saying. Is like just guys love to play behind a guy like this. Catchers love to call a game behind this guy because they know the pitch is going to be in play. Ball's going to put in play. The guy's going to be throwing to the spot. It's going to be quick innings. There's going to be a lot of action, and everyone's going to be on their toes. 
So here's some breaking news from the clubhouse. You'll love this. Uh, this is from Todd Rosiak of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Wade Miley gave a, a shout-out after the game to LSU right-hander Paul Skeens, who's going to be one of the top picks in the draft, uh, from whom he learned a new sinker grip off of television. Miley toyed with it for three days, then threw it tonight, and really liked the action he got with it. <laughs> I mean, I'd say so. Six shutout innings with a brand new grip on his sinker, and looking at the numbers, he only threw it four times. He threw it for a strike three times. He also got a swing and miss on it, too. Didn't allow any hard contact on it. I mean, why not? This dude's still crafty. He's left-handed. That's kind of part of the prerequisite, and he's always looking for ways to reinvent himself. Well, the, the one thing I saw about tonight, like, it looked like he had great angle on his, on his cutter and his and really good downhill. And so he had two types of break, right? He had vertical and, and lateral, where he had where it's short, little tight, little cutters, and uh, with down action, they threw that sinker to Quan that struck him out. And, and the velocity, you know, it wasn't 88 to 91; it was up 92 to 94. Working fast, and, and look, this guy has always been a tremendous athlete. And you have 36 years of pitching under your belt. You know, you can tinker with something real quick, and it's like, let's just see if this works. And he does. He's. It's really fun to watch him, and he's somebody the Brewers are just going to be like, man. You start thinking about the value of his innings, what he has done. I mean, if it wasn't for the cramping, he would have kept on going. And this is only his second start since coming off the IL. I don't think he was going to get the chance to go the full distance. I bet he was going to be somewhere around 85, 90 pitches today would have been his limit. But you look ahead here, and he's going to pitch against the Mets, and their offense is interesting. And then he'll probably finish up this road trip uh, either with the Pirates or they'll give him the day and have him start against the Cubs on that Monday. I mean, he's going to get three really important series here moving forward for the Brewers, and I'm not sure I would give the ball to anybody else. He's the exact guy I want to have the ball right now. Well, that's what I'm saying, right? I mean, you're watching the game. I'm watching the game. I'm like, man, there's no one I'd rather be on the rubber right now than Wade Miley. Just just the intent with his pitches. I mean, he's seen everything, and then you got a little bit uptick in velocity, so... Clearly likes wearing a Brewers uniform, and he's a lot of confidence. Yeah, he's, he's calm, cool, and collected. I want to get to the phone lines here, 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. Russell, Northwest Milwaukee, uh, calling in about some other pitchers and maybe some injuries updates. Welcome to Brewers Extra Innings. Yes, thanks for answering my call. I'll give you a quick question, and then I'll listen to your answer on the radio. Um, before every game, they... Um, on the pregame show, they have an injury update, but uh, they they never mention anything about Eric Lauer or Tyrone Taylor. And I was wondering if you could give me any kind of information on what their status is and if they're going to be coming to the team soon. Thank you. Got it. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for the call there, Russell. When it comes to Eric Lauer, he's healthy, uh, but we got an update today, actually, that he may not be healthy. So first and foremost, uh, he was optioned to AAA Nashville. So remember, he was on a rehab assignment down there in AAA, trying to get his arm right and trying to deal with that right shoulder injury that he was dealing with. Uh, and then he had a couple of poor performances, and they decided to option him down to AAA to really try to get him right. But the, the catch is now he has not pitched since that uh, that option. And also today, it sounds like there's another injury. He's on the temporarily inactive list. Uh, we'll learn more in the coming days. Matt Arnold says he's not going to be pitching anytime soon. Uh, the other update with that is the fact that 
it, it, it sounds like it's the right shoulder once again flaring up on Eric Lauer trying to clean up some things with him right now. The, on Tyrone Taylor, it, it's waiting on the uh, it, cortisone injection to take. So uh, he got a cortisone injection last week. He's not with the team right now. It's just kind of a wait-and-see mode right now. I, don't, I have not seen anything baseball activities related, but I don't think it's imminent, to say the least, when it comes to Tyrone Taylor. Now back to you here, Jeff. I, I, I want to make sure we point out as well how important it was to have you. You mentioned Matt Bush earlier. I know he's a polarizing figure for some folks in the Brewers, but for him to get a soft landing today, pitch that ninth inning, end it with a strikeout, pitch well, have the velo up, the Brewers aren't using dignified bullpen roles aside from Devin Williams having the ninth. Yoel Pionf pitched great against the Diamondbacks on Tuesday. Matt Bush is going to pitch some important innings. Peter Strzelecki is going to pitch important innings. Yoel Pionf, Spaghetti, the list goes on. A healthy Matt Bush and an effective Matt Bush with Velo is going to help the Brewers win games no matter what inning he's throwing in. And seeing him back on track is certainly a step in the right direction. You know, I don't really care. It's just a matter of, I know that he was struggling before he went on the disabled list, but this is a guy that you got to look at the back of the baseball card. You know, he was brought over at the trade deadline from the Rangers. I mean, this guy's, um, he's been on the rubber for a lot of big situations. He's got closing capabilities. It's just one of those guys, you just need another guy down there. It's a long season, and just one more healthy body that's a major league arm and a major league veteran. It's always nice to, to go to that guy. It's it's helpful. Yes, Joe's lucky lost the shutout, but seeing the changeup as effective as it was tonight uh, is encouraging. Jose Ramirez is a big league hitter, y'all. I mean, he's going to tag anybody. It doesn't matter who. And he got things going uh, as well offensively tonight. But uh, enough to like from the Brewers' bullpen and obviously the pitching staff only allowing one run against the Guardians. We're going to have our difference-making moment. I'm going to talk a little bit about grander stuff here with you, Jeff, about this 10-game road trip. Uh, and take a look around the Central because the Reds are the story of baseball right now and the Brewers don't see them for a couple more weeks and it's going to be a crash course on the way. 855-616-1620 if you want to join in. 855-616-1620. Stay with us. Brewers Extra Innings. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. Before we get lost in the sauce of everything else happening here in the Central, Let's talk a little bit more about this one at hand. The Brewers win 7-1. to We're still with Jeff Cirillo. I'm Dominic Catronio. 855-616-1620. This is normally the time that we have our difference-making moment, and it's hard to believe that this game was one to nothing heading through five innings. As it was a pitcher's duel, Shane Bieber was pitching well, Wade Miley's pitching better, and then the Brewers exploded in the sixth inning. But do you have a difference-making moment tonight from this victory for the Brew Crew, Jeff? Well, I'm just going to go with the, the obvious one being that, that Christian Adonis, the home run, he sat back on that breaking ball, the second and third. It's nice to see Contreras start the inning with the, the ball, the other way line drive, and then Telez hitting a rope off the wall, which he needed as well. But I'd have to say it was, uh, I think it was the OO breaking ball that was just right there, and he kept it fair. So Adonis was able to sit back on the break wall and keep it fair for the three and homer to put the game out of reach. I'm going to go a different direction. You're not wrong. I mean, I, I mean, that's... That's the right pick for sure. I'm going to go a different direction here. I'm going to go bottom of the second. Josh Naylor hits a leadoff double, then tags up to third with one out. So you've got a man on third, just one out. You know, anything out of the infield will score that run. And how does Wade Miley respond? He gets a little tapper back to the mound. He gets Tyler Freeman to ground out for the second out, and then he strikes out Gabriel Arias for his first strikeout of the day. Got him on a cutter. 
I, I, the Wade Miley taking over that situation, keeping it a one nothing lead for the Brewers at the time, I, I, I think that just kind of created some mojo for the Brewers on that side of the ball. Granted, they didn't score a run until the sixth inning again when they got going against Bieber. But that created some mojo for them. That, all right, cool. We got out of a leadoff double, and we can hold teams to not scoring with runners in scoring position like they've been doing it to, to the Brewers. And the Brewers finally woke up the bats in the sixth. Yeah, I mean, the, it was really a good pitching center kind of going in, inside the baseball. And that at bat, right, you leave back doors with a, with a tight little cutter to the back door. Which, I mean, you know, I would say that's what I'd be looking for because, you know, there's only two ways a pitch is really going to get you out or get you off of that third guy in third base. So he's either going to try and break you off inside or try and, you know, throw something slowly or roll over. So a back door cutter, and then he went front door or inside cutter and just jammed him. So it was just a great piece of pitching from a guy that was just on the night. Looking at the NL Central landscape right now. So, again, the Reds won. They've won their 12th in a row, which is just a wild sentence to say out loud. They're 41-35. and 35. The Brewers remain a game and a half back at 39-36. and 36. The Cubs were off today. It was workout day in London. They're the first game of the afternoon tomorrow, taking on the Cardinals out at West Ham uh, Stadium in London. So that should be a fun one. And then the Pirates, they got back off the schneid today. They won today. They're still five games under five hundred. I mean, the Reds are the story of baseball, and the Brewers will see them again at the end of the All-Star break. But the mojo coming out of Cincinnati right now in the original Queen City, it, it, it's some serious stuff to worry about. And I, Yes, Ellie De La Cruz is taking the headlines. Joey Votto is still banging. I mean, Joey Votto is still an elite Hall of Fame type hitter, and he hits another home run tonight. I'm worried about the Reds, man. They are a scary team. I would agree. I mean, you're basically added two free agents to your lineup. Uh, I mean, it's definitely not going to be the team that the Brewers saw a couple weeks ago where they won three out of four. Um, it's a team to be reckoned with. You know, you win 12 games in the major league. That's a real deal. Uh, so, I mean, the Brewers are going to have to keep keep pace. It's not going to be one of those ones where it's like the NL or the AL Central where, you know, 500, two, three, four games over 500 kind of keeps you in this division all year. You know, it's one of those ones they got to match match games and it's just one by one right and but the Brewers getting healthy right Miley's healthy and uh, Bush is coming back and hopefully Adamas kind of kicks back into his his regular form so I mean it's going to be it's going to be a battle um, through the also break for sure and Votto by the way this is a walk year for him this is it this is remember the crazy 10 year extension he signed ahead of the 2014 season this is it there's a 24 team option on the end of it, which it's it's pretty rich for the Reds' blood. It's twenty million dollars or a seven million dollar buyout. But I mean, if they if they continue to run and continue to play well and continue to be competitive, I don't know how you don't bring back Gilly Votto. But I, I kind of look at the way that this division could shape up. Right, I look at the East last year in the National League when it was all about the Mets and it was all about the Braves and the Phillies were there. The Phillies were around, but if the Brewers and the Reds become the teams that just kind of separate themselves and take off. Remember what the Braves did to the Mets at the very end of the year last year. They got the chance to take a series from them at the very end of the season, take over, and then win the division. The Brewers will not have that chance. So you want to start playing some good baseball here these next two and a half, three weeks. The Brewers don't have another off day until the All-Star break. They will end the first half and start the second half with the Reds. And those are going to be potentially the most important series of the year when it comes to interdivision matchups. And the Brewers already have won three out of four from the Reds before Ellie De La Cruz arrived. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, as I always say, every game is the biggest game of the year. It doesn't really matter who's on the schedule. You just got to go out there and you got to execute and put up wins. And look, I mean, the Brewers, I mean, they're still, I mean, the offensive, yes, they broke out um, in that sixth inning tonight, you know, and then they got the secondary pitching from the from the, the Indians down the stretch there to kind of blow the game open. You know, but it, it's always going to be with the Brewers. It's always going to be their starting pitching, their bullpen, and their defense, and hopefully the offense and some of these guys can kick it back into in gear, especially like Adamas. Tomorrow's pitching matchup, a pair of right-handers, Tanner Bybee, uh, a California native out of uh, Cal State Fullerton in his rookie season. He's been solid for the Guardians. He's got 51 strikeouts in 53 innings. He has given up six homers, though. Keep an eye on that in his 10 starts. Going up against Freddy Peralta, who needs a good one. The Brewers have uh, been kind of waiting on, on Freddy to turn the corner here and just kind of say, you know what? I can be a guy that can really be a, a massive, massive help to a team. Got a 4.60 ERA right now, which nobody expected. The home runs continue to tag him. He's got 14 homers. That's the most on the team right now. For Freddie, this is an opportunity for him against an offense that isn't quite as powerful as some of the offenses he's seen as of late, and, and to take a series and to take control against the Guardians. Well, for me, Freddie, it's always not Freddie. It's just getting ahead of hitters, right? Because he has one thing is ahead of hitters. Hitters, he's shown that that, that ride to his fastball, that he can expand the zone. It's just a matter of getting that strike one that enables guys to get into swing mode. So for him, I mean, I mean, he had the two innings. He only gave up two runs the last last game. I mean, I know he had two in the second and the third inning. He was a little bit rough, but then you know the last two to two three innings, he really put it together. I think he retired like the last twelve hitters. I'm not sure on that, but. But, I mean, so this guy shows you flashes, and, yes, he's got a 4-6 ERA, but I think that he's pitched better than that. Yeah, I agree, and let's see if he can get it on track against the Guardians tomorrow. We'll talk about it after the game as well with Jeff Cirillo here on Brewers Extra Innings. Thanks, as always, for your insight, my friend, and looking forward to more chatting about it tomorrow. Yes, we get him tomorrow. All right, Jeff Sorello here on the program. My reminder, the Annex Wealth Management difference-making moment of the game is brought to you by Annex Wealth Management. Investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Forget commission sales pitches and financial products you don't actually need. Know the difference. Annex provides elite, comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need. AnnexWealth.com. More to come. Talk about who's hot. Talk about some of the farm happenings right now as well. An update on Sal Freelich, too. Stay with us. Brewers Extra Innings. Now, more Brewers Extra Innings presented by Fifth Third Bank on WCMJ. Pretty easy pick for who's hot tonight. Brought to you by Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Uh, it's Willie Adams. I mean, it's a Willie Adams game. Four for five. His sixth career four-hit game. Five runs batted in, two homers, his third career multi-homer game. But don't sleep on Wade Miley. Six shutout innings, 67 pitches. He exited due to cramping, plus the game was already 6 nothing Brewers, so uh, they weren't exactly going to push him as he returns from the IL. But he's fine. He'll be A-OK. His next start will be against the Mets on Thursday. The Brewers, man, I, I, I look at... When they perform, they're now, by the way, 11-0 and this season when Willie Adamas hits a home run. Pretty simple, right? Not saying he needs to hit home runs every single time he's up there, but just simply him having some thump in the middle of this order, the middle of the order performing like a middle of the order is supposed to, it makes you feel so much better. And this is what we've talked about for weeks now. When they execute, they're a really solid team. 
And I'm not going to say everything's perfect, but this is the vision, right? This was the vision of having Contreras, who's an elite hitting catcher. Don't lose sight of the fact he was on base three times today. That's your catcher in the two-hole. That's rare. That doesn't normally happen. And for Willie to go off the way he did today, I thought was great. And for Winker, in that regard, with him going over for two, two strikeouts today, and then immediately getting pulled when the lefty came in, I think that kind of signals the amount of leash that's out there for Jesse right now. I know he's coming back from injury, but the point is he's the designated hitter, and the hitter needs to hit. And it was one of those days. We've all had one of those days, but I think Brewers fans are saying there have been too many of those days for Jesse. I want to see him succeed, so do you. So let's see this sample size post-first homer start to increase and make an assessment here at the end of this Big Ten game road trip. Uh, Also, I've got some thoughts on the 10-game road trip I'm going to talk about after Craig Council speaks in the next segment. But I want to give a quick update down on the farm. We heard pregame today. Uh, you may have heard about Sal Freelich hitting a foul ball off his front knee and exiting the game last night. X-rays were negative. No fractures. He's day-to-day. He was out of the lineup today. He's going to be fine, which, you know, you saw the side-by-side of the Yelich foul ball in 2019. And this one, it was spooky. But Sal's going to be okay. No fractures. Seems like everything is okay for him as he had just returned from a thumb injury for him. So that's certainly good news. Oh, by the way, Jackson Turio hit a home run in double-A tonight with the Biloxi Shuckers. The uh, young 19-year-old continues to have a really fun year. They are playing a doubleheader today down there in Biloxi. They won, or they lost game one by a final of 4-2 to two. in that game that first game, Tyler Black hit another double. He continues to be white hot, and the Chattanooga Lookouts are leading in extras. They're in the bottom of the eighth, an extra inning against the Shuckers. 4-3 bottom eight right now, and that one, Churio, 1-3 one for three with the two-run homer. Tyler Black had game two off in this one. Uh, just checking in on Churio right now. Jackson, this season in double-A, up to the second, is hitting 249. A 305 on base, a 406 slugging, and a 711 OPS, which may not sound like it jumps off the page, but the, the dude's 19 in double A. Uh, he's got 12 doubles, 9 homers. He's striking out a lot, which y- you saw that coming, striking out about a quarter of the time. 65 strikeouts and 249 at bats. Want to see that number come down, but he's also got 19 stolen bases, so I'm very excited to see what he's going to continue to do the rest of the year in Biloxi. And I wonder how much longer it's going to take for his teammate, Tyler Black, to head up to AAA Nashville. Because I think he's proven all he can pr- prove down in AA. In 56 games, he's got a 434 on base, a 913 OPS. He's got 39 stolen bases. He's only been caught four times. As the draft approaches in a couple of weeks during the All-Star break, uh, that's when you see a lot of movement happening around the system because you need to make room. you got guys moving up from the complex league, maybe to low A, low A to high A, high A to double A and such. You see a lot of movement coming around these next couple of weeks. So that's just a quick update on what's going on and the happenings down on the forum right now for the Brew Crew. As for who's hot, it's brought to you by Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Trust in your family's comfort at home this summer. With Cider, don't wait until it's too late for your AC preventative maintenance. It was a toasty one today, y'all. Schedule your appointment today at Cider. That's S-E-I-D-E-R.com. Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Families helping families since 1912.
We're going to hear from the skipper, Craig Council. That's coming up next, and some thoughts on this 10-game road trip. As the Brewers win tonight, 7-1, Again, 855-616-1620. Let's get some momentum, shall we? Let's talk about it up next. Get the victory, seven to one, eight five five six one six one six twenty. I'm Dom Catronio. We're with you to the top of the hour tonight. This text from Mike in Colorado, good for Adamas, and of course Miley. Win or lose tomorrow, can they play play good enough offense to keep some momentum going? English crossed emoji. Thanks, Mike. Text again from Colorado. I, I mean, it, this ten game stretch the Brewers are on right now. I, I made an appearance on a radio show earlier today. And they're asking me about, you know, what, what, what should the expectation be? The Brewers need to come back at least 6-4. and four. They need to, right? With how hot the Reds are right now, the Cubs are nipping at their heels as well. So the point of this stretch for the Brewers is you don't want to over-ask and under-deliver given it's a 10-game road trip, right? No off days. You don't have another off day until the All-Star break. The only, the way, only way you get an off day is a rain so, looking at what the Brewers have in front of them, though, of these 10 games and the opponents, right? Their earlier 10-game trip this year was Arizona. They lost that series. San Diego for four games. They won that series. Uh, and, obviously, San Diego hasn't performed up to their standard. Uh, and then they, won, they swept the Mariners. So, that was an awesome first 10-game stretch. Now, this 10-game stretch, you got the Guardians, and you beat Shane Bieber today, their best arm. And your offense got going, and you've got Freddie, and you've got Corbin in the wings, and you're thinking, okay, all right, feeling pretty good. You win this series, then you got the Mets. The Mets are a mess. The, the Mets are a mess. Uh, looking at the scores today, they were playing the Phillies, and the Phillies won 5-1. to one. The Mets are now seven games under 500. They just traded Eduardo Escobar for prospects today. I don't know what they're going to do. Their offense does not scare me. Famous last words, of course. Now they're going to go off now that I said that. But you can win that series in Queens. You really can. Okay, so now let's say you win three out of four there. And you're, you're two out of three in Cleveland. Okay, so that's five wins right there. Then you got the Pirates. And the Pirates got up back on track today. But you kind of learned seeing it firsthand for the first time last weekend. You know what? Maybe the Pirates aren't, aren't all that. I mean... The pitching's a, a worry. They don't have enough offense. Who knows? They just called up Nick Gonzalez, who's a serious contact bat for them. They called up another one of their prospects, too. But I look at it. This is an opportunity for the Brewers to come back home with like a 7-3 10-game road trip. That's winning all three series. However they get to 7-3, and three, I'd be happy, right? And then with that Pirates series, the Brewers would start a stretch where they're facing a ton of divisional opponents here coming up at the end of the first half. So you'll have that three-game series next weekend in Pittsburgh. You come home for four games against the Cubs. You haven't seen them since uh, opening weekend down in Chicago. So you get four with the Cubs, three with Cincy to end the first half, three in Cincy to open the second half. Then things get interesting. You go to Philly, you come home for Atlanta, you see Cincinnati one more time, you're done with Cincinnati, you go to Atlanta one more time, and then you finally get a breather with Washington. The next calendar month, you're going to find out what the Brewers are, well before the trade deadline, right? This next calendar month, 
until the Brewers face the Nationals, which ironically is the day before the, uh, or conveniently, I should say, the day before the trade deadline. July 31st is the first game of that series. Trade deadline is August 1st. When they get through this gauntlet, I mean, listen to these series. Cleveland, Mets, Pirates, Cubs, Reds, Reds, Phillies, Braves, Reds, Braves. You're going to find out real quick. This is it. This is what are the Brewers going to be doing. You will know hopefully by the middle portion of that are they going to be adding pieces Will they believe in themselves or are they going to be a 500 plucky team. If they're taking wins from the Reds, you'll certainly feel a little bit more comfortable. But this is an opportunity for the Brewers to send a shot across the bow in a 10-game road trip and then getting ready to see the Reds again. This is a two-horse race. And make it clear by winning a series against the Cubs, winning a series against the Pirates, saying, no, this is a two-horse race. Reds and Brewers. Who knows what's going on with the Cardinals? Reds and Brewers, I think, are controlling this conference or this uh, division right now. That's my take, anyway. I, I think this is a, a very important stretch for the Brewers. They're all important, but especially the adversity of a 10-game road trip with no off days. Let's hear from the manager, though. Craig Council had a chance to speak with the media after the game. Wade Miley was great. Willie Adamas was also great. Brewers win 7-1. Here's the skipper. Yeah, I mean, that's... You know, that was, it was a huge night, obviously, um, but it's just a big night for your confidence as much as anything to, you know, when you're, when you've been scuffling a little bit, uh, to put a night like that together, um, great, great start to the road trip for him. And like I said, uh, great for your confidence. What about for the rest of the offense? That sixth inning was, you know, the great example of moving the line and, you know, everybody contributed, wasn't it? Yeah, we did a nice job. Um, you know, we, some, you know, some loud contact from the first two guys, and then Willie with a with a big big home run, and then and then it's two outs, nobody on. We had a, we had up two runs, so nice job by um, got some, Blake had a nice at bat to to get it started, and that's just some good at bats, and got got a couple snuck a couple balls through the infield, so good add on runs um, that allowed us to to manage the pitching well. Was that one of those cases where it's like you're, you're picking something up on a pitcher like the third time through? Or uh, he he crack? just he had he was cramping a little bit. His calves were both calves actually were cramping, so we just um, we're just and the the inning before just kind of sitting sitting there for a long time. So um, just being cautious there, not concerned going forward here, but in the moment at the time with some cramps going on, um, thought that was enough. Up to that point, he was obviously really impressive. Uh, stranded a couple guys in scoring position early with one out, and then pretty much just rolled the rest of the way. Yeah, I mean, he just he threw a ton of strikes tonight. Um, you know, we got some balls hit at people that, that helped. Um, but he, he, I thought first inning, you, you know, we had some kind of got ahead and then found the middle of the plate, unfortunately. But um, then he then he got going with the cutter and fastball was really good tonight as well. Even before the home run, Willie getting the um, RBI hit in the first inning, how big is that, especially off a guy like Beaver? Yeah, I mean, you know, Beaver's breaking ball was was really good tonight early in the game. So we were we were having trouble with that. And when he got ahead, it was it was trouble for sure. Um, but we had talked about maybe having to get him early in the count, and you know, the home run, the big home run from Willie was was early in the count. Um, Williams double first pitch, um, and so we did a nice job with the, with the game plan tonight. Game plan was effective in that sixth inning, and I saw some negativity in my mentions. We've talked about this on Twitter 
Why are they swinging a ball? The whole point of pitching is to make strikes look like balls, or uh, make balls look like strikes, and strikes look like balls. It's meant to deceive. And Bieber was on. And then the Brewers started attacking early. And boom, three straight pitches that were hit over 100 miles an hour off the bat after that started the sixth inning, and boom, he's out of the game. So the Brewers got the job done today. Uh, we are going to hear some highlights. Let's relive this fun one coming up after the break. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get out of here! Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Dominic Catronio. Wade Miley versus Shane Bieber, a great pitching matchup out in the land at Progressive Field. And the Brewers got on the ace early. Willie Adamas trying to get things going. The sign of what was to come tonight in the first inning. 2-1 pitch is a line drive back up the middle and into center field for a base hit. Contreras around third. He's going to score. And Adamas with an RBI single gives the Brewers a 1-0 lead. That was Blaine Grindle on the call. The Brewers would not trail in this game. Wade Miley was dominant. He got out of a leadoff double jam in the second. He was efficient as well, only throwing 55 pitches through five. Now we go pick things up in the top of the sixth inning. Shane Bieber also found a groove. He had eight strikeouts entering the sixth. A leadoff opposite field single for William Contreras. Then Rowdy Telez roped a double into right center. And once again, Willie Adamas at the plate. And the pitch to Adamas is a high fly ball out to left. It is up. It is deep. It is gone. Willie Adamas with a three-run shot. And the Brewers lead it four to nothing. In just six pitches, it went from one nothing to four nothing Brewers. And then the inning would explode further from there. A two-out rally would form. After a single from Blake Perkins pinch hitting for Rymel Tapia, Luis Arias was hit by a pitch. Joey Weimer managed a single through the left side with two outs and two strikes. Then Yelich decided to get in on the party. 0-2 pitch. And a line drive back up the middle. It'll get through and into center field. Arias is around third. Weimer on his way to third. He's going to slide in there safely. And Yelich delivers with an RBI single, and it's 6 to nothing, crew. Willie Adamas then added the double in seventh. It was almost his second homer of the night, uh, hitting off the very top of the big wall in left center. But just a triple shy now over the cycle. Coming back up, one more chance in the ninth inning. Cycle? We don't want no stinking cycle. Here's the 1-1. And a high fly ball out to right center field. Straw is back at the warning track at the wall. Bye-bye baseball. Triple shy of the cycle. How about a two-home run game instead for Willie Adamas? His 12th of the season, and it's 7-1 crew. Have yourself a night, Willie. Wayne Grindle's call. The Brewers win 7-1. They'll go for the series with Freddie Peralta tomorrow. We'll wrap up the program after this on WTMJ. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. tonight nights like tonight remind you hey you still like baseball there's still a lot of season to go the brewers get the victory over the guardians tonight so we are with you all weekend long all week long too it's all night games in queens against the the mets so plenty of baseball talk coming your way here on the home of the brewers 620 wtmj looking at tomorrow Weird start time, given East Coast uh, and everything. Tomorrow, 
Coverage will start at 2 o'clock. I've got Brewers warm-up for you. Then we take you to the network pregame at 2.35. First pitch is at 3.10 from Cleveland. Then on Sunday, early start for you, 12.05 coverage, 12.40 first pitch out in the land. Then they head out to New York. New York. New York. That's the Yankees. That's the Yankees. Fun fact, by the way, they look up, uh, they, uh, they play... New York, New York, even after losses in New York. It's the most overrated tradition ever. I will stand by that. They will play New York, New York, even after losses for the Yankees. I digress. They're playing the Mets next week anyway. Uh, they will play the Mets. They are all night games. Uh, once again, to remind you, coming up, 5.30 coverage starts for 6.10 first pitches from Queens, from City Field. And then the Pirates also will be a 5.30 coverage start uh, against them over the weekend. So that's going to just about do us for us here tonight. I've got you tomorrow for a warm-up starting at 2 o'clock, chatting about the Brew Crew getting ready for Game 2 and potentially winning a series and stacking up series wins against teams you need to start beating. And, uh, yes, they lost to the Diamondbacks, but they're leading their division. And the Guardians, they're coming in playing well. The Brewers can try to stomp on that as quickly as possible. So Freddie Peralta gets the ball tomorrow. Looking forward to talking about it right here on WTMJ. My thanks to Jeff Cirillo and to our producer, Matt Sossler. I'm Dominic Catronio. Until next time, keep on swinging.